Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Manchester United Redcast. I'm Chris Curley, and what a 24 hours it's been. Yes, a truly and shocking and desperately sad time as a great institution many look up to, support, and revere suddenly and publicly verge on collapse. I honestly don't know how Liverpool will ever get out of this mess. Joining me, though, to discuss all things Manchester United are Mr. Dan Riley. Hello there, how are you? We're, 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 I'm, I'm excited, Dan, but we'll come on to it and tell you why <laughs> shortly. And of course, the man with the best two first names on the planet, it's Ben Paul. As opposed to um, Peter Davey, who's got, who's, who's got even two even better names than me, and also Bill, uh, Bill James. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> two obscure references to start the chat, Ben. Yeah. Um, Dan James, there's another one for you. Dan um, James would be a nice segue. We're going to talk about Dan James specifically, I think. But yesterday was a fantastic day. I mean, I haven't had many better Sundays of you. Even if we'd not, even pre-kickoff, I was dancing for joy at the sheer audacity of Liverpool daring to lose a sixth game on the trot at home. And the memes were flowing. The... The, the meme of, of Klopp with his counting to six trophies um, corresponding to now to the six home defeats. It's wonderful. They're, with the games in hand, they'll be da- with Villa, they'll be down to ninth very soon. And I'm hoping that'll go into double figures soon. Because let's rest, let's not beat around the bush here. I fucking hate those scousers. I, I'd never have known that, really. I mean, one of my favourites was... Um... L L L L L L F C. Yeah, I was kind of. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed that one. It, I woke up yesterday, Dan Riley, not feeling very positive about the um, game uh, at all with City because I thought, after particularly after the performance in midweek against Palace in the last few games, there was no form going into that match yesterday. Yeah, I I think that the um, we we'd spoken a bit about how. The um, uh, it felt like the the season was was coming to a point where there was a lot of a lot of fatigue. You know, we we played 
a game, two games every week for a, a huge amount of time now. And I, and I was sort of worried about how that might affect us going into the City game. But maybe it was the kind of game we needed because it seemed to sort of perk everyone up a bit instead of a, you know, a, 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 a quiet palace on a, on a Wednesday night where, where actually just a, by the by, I didn't think we were that bad. Um, the, it was, it was the, it was the Derby. It was, you know, it was them. It was at their place where we, we played really well recently. We kind of seemed to have a bit of a thing about the, 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 um, the Etihad and, yeah, I mean, I was I was nervous as well, but actually, I, I kind of got a feeling from the off, even when we sort of went almost a bit direct, didn't we? Lindelof just launched it, and I thought, right, okay, here we go. Let's just get at them. And as we'll come on to later with the second goal, I think we just we were we were as they say in the game at it yesterday. And um, I, I think you're yeah. right. In, there was the lethargy from the Palace game, which kind of worried us. On top of West Brom, Sheffield United, Everton, some really poor results. And we can come on to that. We'll come on to everything later, it sounds like. But you're right, we started the game fast. And Ben, United didn't couldn't get off to a better start, really, with a penalty in the first minute, could they? And I'm always one, you know, for thanking Jesus. Every day I wake up and thank Jesus. But, but yesterday, I really thank Jesus. He had no business to be where he was, hacking down Marshall, who was going nowhere. And he was well covered by Stones and uh, and, and, and Diaz. Um, but thanks for that. thank you for that gift, Jesus. Well, we know you're a big fan, as history shows. I mean, in knowing you. Uh, <laughs> it was... Um, United started quick. You know, Jesus kind of lost the ball and tried to recover it. Um, and Martial attacked the defence as well as we can. I mean, it was a massive turnaround from Anthony Martial. He was doubtful before the game and had to go have a fitness test. Cavani, we knew, was out. Rashford had been complaining of his shoulder injury in the week. So there were really fears of what we would have up front. But Anthony Martial was the anti-Martial. We know we know he's capable of being that most weeks, Dan. And it was an outstanding performance from him, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it was... I think... In a way, the the not to not to take anything away from him, but I think with the way we were able to play, being a goal up, I think it kind of suited him. I think that it was that that he was kind of able to sort of lead those counters, um, and I think being being with with also City kind of pressing us, you know, as they do quite a lot. I think when 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 a team presses and and he's able to you know release the the shackles and and break free he 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 kind of looks a different player there was a cup there was a moment in the second half where he kind of two of them just sort of fell off him fell away from him as he just sort of bullied them and again i think sometimes it's the it's the 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 occasion brings something out of players and i think you know the maybe the the, the the treadmill of playing sort of if you like let's say the not so glamorous games it's it can sort of get players into a bit of a, a stupor perhaps and I think he just he just seemed rejuvenated yesterday and maybe you know this could be a good you know this could be a good um a good springboard for him for the rest of the season um but yeah I mean he we know he's capable he, he is he is capable in his day he just that day is just sort of once every four games instead of once every two games, you know. And I don't think we can really afford that inconsistency no. as we've proven in the last month or two. We've kind of gone, okay, well, he's just not, he just can't do it often enough. 
I loved his physicality yesterday because he was up for the fight and you don't normally see that even in his body language. But he was strong and he was physical and he was quick. You know, he missed the sitter. But Ben, is this the Anthony Martial, Martial you don't sell? Or do you, is this one you have to keep? Well, well Gary Neville. Um, Gary who? <laughs> the jury's out because I mean I think Dan's been a bit generous by saying he's, it's the Antonio Marshall you see once every four games I would say it's the Antonio Marshall you can't see every six or seven games we know he's capable we, he's, he's, he's pushed to be that centre forward but he doesn't want to play on the left anymore he's pushed to be that centre forward and he didn't score yesterday he's missed two sitters in the second half he didn't score I'm being really? critical here because he did have the best game he's had in a long time and that kind of, if we hadn't been 1-0 up at the time, those are the chances you cannot afford to miss. Those are the chances that a Cavani or a Haaland or an Aguero would, would stick in. He has to be consistent and he has to be clinical. That is the Martial that deserves to stay at United. If somebody came in with money that we could put towards an audacious bid for Haaland, I would sell him tomorrow. Interesting. I mean, I think you've been harsh on him a little bit in terms of what was expected yesterday. And his form in front of goal has been weak, to say the least. And, you know, he had the game at 3-0. He could have scored the third one when he really put the ball the wrong way. Yeah, wrong side, wasn't it? We went with the wrong side. And that was the chance we thought, well, that would kill the game and Anthony Martial is back. Well, you know, in terms of his attitude, in terms of when, when there's a long season, yes, Cavani's been great and we've lauded him here. But, you know, he's had injury problems. Going through a 34-year-old striker all season is going to be tough for anyone to do anyway without him getting injured again. Martial proved to me that, you know, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't let him go just yet. Maybe there's a player still there. He's still young. He's still 24, 25. And maybe that talent can still mature. Granted, the egg timer's running out. But then you look in a case of Luke Shaw, who I have, you know, complained about a lot here. Um, he's he's been fantastic and he was fantastic again yesterday Dan and showing that loyalty to someone like Luke Shaw might be what they do with Anthony Martial yeah I mean I think I think it's all it's do you keep a player do you sell a player it's it's all about looking at the the wider sense of the squad isn't it and I think come the end of the season they'll they'll review whether or not they feel that if if there's if there's obviously we know that everyone everyone is going to be after Haaland and, and I'm sure United will be in there. How, how big our bid is, who knows? But I mean, I think that could well have a, have a knock on effect and, and whether or not we, if, if, if Haaland is going to stay for another season at Dortmund and then we kind of have Cavani and keep Martial in the background, then we'll, you know, we'll see. I mean, but sure. I mean, sure. As uh, yesterday, I just thought was, 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 was phenomenal. I mean, he's, he just, looks like a uh in terms of his his confidence he's he's kind of got a, a bit of a cockiness about him now which i think is uh which is really great and and what i really loved about his goal uh more than the the, the finish was actually the, the 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 beginning and the way he kind of took that he, he took a position where he was quite comfortable taking a, a really big nice throw from uh henderson and just what I loved about that goal is it's directness. It's instead of, because what I watched the goal again on match of the day and what they didn't show was that there was a bit of a kind of, before he made that throw, there was all this kind of 
Go on then, I'll have it, I'll have it from the other, from Maguire and 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 uh, Lindelof. And we know sometimes when we play it out, it can look a little bit staccato and uncomfortable and they're kind of trying to remember their lines about where they're supposed to pass it. And Henderson just went, right, go on. And, and to mix it up like that is just so much better. I mean, we just... It, it's, it was reminding me of the days of Schmeichel when we used to bowl it out. And you've never seen, De Gea is very good at kicking, but you never see him throw like that. And well, very rarely with the high press, you very rarely see goalkeepers throwing the ball out. But now. weirdly, weirdly, it's, it's a really, if you think about it, it's actually quite a simple solution to beat that high press. You just pull your, your fullbacks pull wide, go into the space. They, and if they're comfortable receiving the ball, which sure was, and Can- Cancelo had come out really to press him high at end, and then he just stepped inside, and, and we were away. And it's well, the it, thing with goalkeepers; they can be more accurate with their hands than they with their feet. So there's no reason why the go- the defender can flick it up, head it back to the keeper, so he can pick it up, launch it out to mid end of the pitch where the fullbacks are high, and break like Luke Shaw did. I mean, Luke Shaw was impressive yesterday, Ben, wasn't he? He was. He was definitely my man of the match. He was impressive. He's building in confidence. He's, he's only 25. It seems like, you know, it obviously seems he's older because he's been there for such a long time. I was, I, I always knew, I was annoyed at the way Jose treated him. I know how good that guy is. I remember how good he was before the injury. And I always thought he'd come back to this. I never thought he'd come back it, so impressively. Um, but at 25, he's got the world at his feet. He's got, you know, he's the best left back in this country. He's surefire pick for Southgate now. Um, I mean, if he can, if he can still stay stay fit. I mean, he said that you know he wasn't sure sure was going to play um, yesterday because he was doubtful with an injury up till the warm up, and he's played through the pain. And Solskjaer said in his press conference afterwards that you know Shaw played through the pain, and maybe a year ago that's not something he would have done. Um, what I don't know though, what's changed? Like what? It's particularly with his attacking prowess. How has that? How has he managed to flick a switch? I tell, don't know. Us. tell us. It is tell us. I mean, it's it happened pretty much that 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 increase in form came when Telles came. Um, I feel sorry for Telles, but he's brilliant backup, and I'm sure he'll be playing against um, Milan in the, in the in the week. Telles to give Lucas a, a break, but that kind of competition for each 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 role on the field is is vital. I mean, we talk about competition on the field. Um, we're currently in our best run of clean sheets since January 2018, that's five and six games. And Dan, Dean Henderson has been in goal for four of those games. You know, he's he's making a strong case now, as we suspected, that he should be number one, right? I I think, I think, you know, I think we mustn't underestimate how good Henderson is. And that I think Henderson, at most most other probably Premier League teams, would be would be first choice. Um, I think it's, I think it's just a matter of time now, really. Um, I, I, I kind of, I think the fact that De Gea's um, uh, had to go back to Spain for the birth of the child. I wonder whether this might be a, 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 a tipping point in terms of him going back. Um, Was that weird when you heard that in the week though, that, you know, De Gea wasn't going to be, back for six weeks because and then the baby would come and then the baby came that week 
Well, and I'm assuming that, that she lives there. Is that is that she why does, that, she does live yeah. there? Yeah. So you know they've given him proper paternity leave. But even I mean, even the fact that that she doesn't live here, I, I think, is quite an unusual situation. You know that 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 he's. I think with lockdown though, and the restrictions and stuff, she probably needs to be near her, her family yeah. when he's not going to be there two games a week. So right. it looks That's like more to do with the fact that they let him go for two, three weeks out and not come back sooner. I mean. This they're viewing, using this time to do what we discussed a couple of weeks ago, Ben. Well, find out yeah. Henderson's it, good enough. It's it's a, it's a, I think it's I think it's a, it's it's a it's the realization from Solskjaer that this is an opportunity for him to give Henderson the run without putting De Gea's nose out of joint. So it looks like he's just giving him the the um, you know the emotional, if you like, uh, back uh, backing that he needs. You know, be be with your be with your your child and be come back happy. But in the meantime, he can decide. Right, well, he's going to get. He's going to have a run. He's going to. He's had the game at the Emirates. Obviously, he's passed that test with flying colours. He's got um, a, a big game with Milan coming up. Let's who let's you know. No matter what their circumstances currently, it's still AC Milan, one of the most fantastic names in world football. So it, it carries a it carries the pressure there in itself. And the continuation of of the um, of the league, so and and the FA Cups in there. So you know, this could be this could be make or break. I think, and uh, well, not so much break, but I think it could be almost like, is it definitely make? And then I think they'll make a call over the um, De Gea situation. I mean, PSG keeps getting mentioned, doesn't it? And it seems that they are the only team that I think would probably be able to do the money right. Well, quite possibly. I mean, Juventus probably need a decent goalkeeper. But PSG, again, that link came out last week when he's not there. And it's like, well, that makes sense. They can afford it. Ben, what do you think Henderson gives that back for that David De Gea doesn't? One word, confidence. We saw performances from Maguire and Lindelof, both of them together we've not seen in a long time. I thought the fullbacks were fantastic. But there was a confidence about those two centre-halves. Lindelof read the game so well yesterday. It's the best game I've seen him play in ages. And Maguire was dominant. And I think a lot of that has to do with feeling comfortable. You've got a a goalkeeper with a big presence behind you who's bossing that um, the back four. They know where they're at and confidence is everything. And when they're confident, it will probably give us a bit more room to drop one one of the holding midfielders because uh, we'll probably come on to it because the weak point for me were the holding midfielders yesterday. But it will probably, when you've got two really confident centre-halves playing like they played yesterday, then I think it's time to drop one of those um, defensive-minded midfielders and bring in one of your creators. And I know we're hamstrung a little bit by the, um, the injuries to, you know, to Pogba and Van der Beek, Bake, whatever you want to call him. Um, but I think, I think Donny's probably on the verge of a comeback. I know that Pogba's out for a couple more weeks, but I think that confidence will then spread from the back all the way forward, and I think it's going to show. Well, I think you used an important word there, which is bossing it, and I think that's, you know, being verbal with that back four. I mean, I thought my fav- one of my favourite things yesterday is that we weren't talking about Lindelof and Maguire, you know, because they were so um, good defensively, not looking to not making mistakes. It was good not to have to talk about, oh, I can't believe we've done that. We've let them in. And I think Henderson has shown that 
he is very vocal on the pitch and he's constantly talking about where they should be and what they should be doing. He also comes for the ball. He will come for the cross, which again, those centre-halves have been in trouble before because De Gea doesn't come off his line as much as I think he should sometimes. And I think those kind of factors have really um, encouraged, as you say, and given them total confidence. I mean, that's that, that's a, that's what was a great part of yesterday. I mean, we've got um, a listener has uh, sent a message in, and by his opinion on the season, I've I've got I've got it's Richard G. Is it is it a listener or the listener, Chris? It's, it's a different one because we've got Paul from Houston who normally like <laughs> um, writes in and sends stuff. We've got a second one. This is uh, Richard G. He's a break dancer from Cheadle. If Cheadle is actually a very um, city-dominated area in Stockport, if you don't know it. But his opinion on the season is he thought yesterday was a great result, he said. He said, I think we should look at this as a successful and encouraging season so far, especially under the circumstances. No crowds, the relentless number of games, and all that mental stuff that comes with COVID. You're always going to have a few pony results, and we've had our share. But on the whole, looking more like a decent squad who are almost ready to compete. We've missed Pogba, and the games he's missed have proved that. Dan, would you agree with the breakdancer, Richard G? I'm, I'm windmilling away with, uh, with the G-man there. Um, I think it's a very fair assessment, actually. And I think what, what he's, the thing he's got to at the end there about us being competitive is I think this is this kind of wider criticism of Ollie, isn't it? Is, which it's, he kind of, he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't, Ollie, because they say, well, you, you have to be competing because you're Manchester United but we know it's a process um we know it's <clears throat> the, the the squad needed gradual rebuilding because that's the only way it can be done under the current management structure um I think going forward we've still got a lot there's still a lot to do this 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 season you know we we, we need let's face it Ollie needs I think to win that cup a cup to just to keep to keep to keep these, these doubters to keep the the nagging comments off our back because we have to be be honest if 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 we do have another couple of semi um, exits then I think it's going to be a kind of a bit of a monkey on his back and I mean I think yeah I think you know that was basically we have been playing with last year's team right. Last year's team still, a year ago to the day, we won 2 0 at Old Trafford. A year ago later, we beat City 2 0 again, which is fantastic. And Ollie's the first manager to win three games in the derby away from home in of all time. And he should be shouting those statistics yeah. from the rooftops. Um, ben, do you agree with Richard G about Pogba being missed? And you talked about the midfield problem yesterday, you have. Yeah. Um, Pogba, I do. Pogba would make a difference, right, in those other games we've missed out on? I do agree. And I'm from Sale, which is down the road from Cheadle. And my red mates would be very upset with your description there. I'm talking Richard Stone specifically. Um, but the... I'm talking the last three months, Pogba. I'm not talking the, the dip in, dip out Pogba before that. What Pogba has offered us in the last few weeks before his injury was nothing short of breathtaking. He showed some of that World, World Cup winning um, style that we desperately... We, we knew he had and we, we, we missed. Um, and the problem, and I'm, I'm really happy that we won and we won so convincingly yesterday. I just don't like two holding midfielders. And I know that, you know, McSauce is great. He, if given the chance, he's good at going forward. But it's a luxury. You need a player. You need a Carrick. You need a, 
you know, a, a mess. You need somebody, a, a real, you know, a Van de, sorry, a Kevin De Bruyne. You need a ball player. And I think, I don't know what's, you know, I'm hoping. Um, I, I think McTominay um, took the ball really well most of the time yesterday. He'll take it off the back four. He'll break a line when there's a high press on. The problem was is Fred actually yeah. in that kind of scenario because Fred's great in a counter-attacking team because he can break up play really quick. He snaps and he can pass it 10 yards. Ask Fred to pass it 15, 20. There's a problem. It is potluck. So I, I, I agree with you that we do need a kind of, I think it's a Carrick-esque player for sure, who can break that line, feed the ball accurately and quickly into the I was hoping Donny. I was hoping Donny was that kind of guy. I mean, he could still be. But Pogba, could... Pogba can definitely be that kind of guy. And if McTominay, if he if he sort of shores up his his passing movement, his short to you know, his short passing movement, and also doesn't give the ball away so much and, and holds that that line. I'd be happy for McTominay to, to partner Pogba every day of the week. Well, that's half time on the Manchester United Redcast. Uh, join us after these commercial messages and we'll talk a little bit more about the goings on at Old Trafford. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back to the second half of Manchester United Redcast with me, Chris Curley, and always it's my... um, Double act of dreams, Dan Riley and Ben Paul, who are with me to discuss all things going on at Old Trafford. And we've talked about the brilliant result yesterday and we can look forward to now to another week of football with AC Milan and the Europa League and a potential return for Zlatan and West Ham back in the Premier League, which is our last Premier League game actually before the break into April. But first of all, the big news that came out last week again was United's financial results. Massive, huge news. Um, that um, we are, uh, well, we've lost a lot of money, apparently. I mean, I don't believe much of it. Um, I think the highlight is that we'll all be singing on the uh, terraces when we're allowed back, is that with the fastest-growing TikTok, you'll never say that. That seems to be uh, where we're at. <laughs> Dan, money, summer signings, Ollie's got the same team, backing him, getting closer to City. This is all start De Gea rumours, um, Inter Milan not paying half the money for Lukaku all this stuff's kind of coming out in the past week the transfer discussions are certainly starting to pick up a pace again at this time of year what's your sense of what's going to happen? I think it's I think it's kind of it's it's hard to tell because I think that the obviously with <clears throat> the the effects of the the shutdown, as it were, on clubs uh, are going to be difficult to know the the full knock-on effect. Um, I think what what's going to be interesting is the sort of the sense of 
prices. So, for example, what is Haaland's price going to be? Is it going to go back to a kind of where football was pre-lockdown, pre-shutdown price, i.e. eye-wateringly mental? Or is it going to be something which is reasonable? And I guess, I mean, if we want to get down to the the nitty-gritty, it seems that that, you know, is is he going to be our big target? Is that going to be the 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 big signing that we want to that we want to get in him as as well as a as a centre half? But I just think it's it's that it's going to be a question of like what what are the the fees going to be? What what are we going to be looking at? And 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 I think until the window opens again, I'm not sure we we can we can. Well, know I, think I, I think there's I mean crowds are coming back. So they're going to bank on they've got that money for next year, hopefully, as the season approaches on. Maybe not full capacity by August, September, but certainly maybe even halfway by then with a bit of luck. Um, you know, Dortmund are a case in point as a selling club. They're not looking good for the Champions League at the moment, right? So they're, they're going to need money for sure. The Heartland course kicks in next summer when you can buy them for £67 million. Uh, I mean, I don't think we should get our hopes up about Haaland. Everything I'm hearing... And reading about is that City are in pole position. You know, that yes, there's the Ollie connection with Haaland, but there's other political things, there's the Minareola factor, the Paul Pogba factor. There's a few things going on that might not make that um as straightforward as it we would hope it should be. Ben, you know, there are these generational talents that are perhaps on the market with Haaland, of course, and Mbappe, who's going into his last year at PSG. I mean, they might be super money, 150 million. Each say. Well, we're going to yeah, get involved in that. Yeah, I, well, you know my thoughts on that. I know that City are in pole position for Haaland. Why wouldn't they be? They've got the money. They've got the desperate need for that exact player. They've got the dad's com- connection to the club, and they're not hit with the same financial constraints because their sugar daddies are mega, mega, mega billionaires. The same as Ch- well, not as Chelsea, almost like almost there. But I think it's it'll be foolhardy to miss out without giving a fight, giving a fight to these generational talents. I understand why we didn't get Haaland last year. The figures are astronomical as far as Minirola getting 30 million from it. And I think Haaland, I think Alf Inger is going to get 10 million from it. I know that we can't get involved in that. The club is, you know, you don't want to drag the dignity of the club through the, through the mud just to buy a player. But boy, did you see him against Bayern at the weekend? Jesus, man. Two goals in, what, 10 minutes or something? And it took the, the the genius of Lewandowski, the world's greatest striker at the moment, to hit back. But boy, City with Haaland will just be unbelievable. Um, the interesting City with Haaland, though. I'm not, I'm not completely convinced that he's a Pep striker. I'm not, because I'm just, you know, whenever Pep's had a big man up front before, he, they haven't lasted very long. He, he didn't fall, he fell out with Zlatan at Barcelona. So I'm not wholly convinced he's a perfect fit for them. I mean, in that mind, though, I think with the finances under pressure, there could be a return of some kind of swap shop, right? (laughs) (laughs) There could be some kind of thing, okay, we're part exchange or or trader deals. I've got this, you want that. You know, with that in mind, let's have some fun. Let's try and work out, if we were going to do a swap shop, who would we try and swap someone for? So in the first instance, right, David De Gea, goalkeeper, could be going somewhere, most likely going to, let's say, Paris Saint-Germain and Real Madrid. Dan, you've got a pick of 
Madrid and Paris players, who are you going to try and swap David De Gea for? Park change, um, so it can be money involved. Okay, so I'm going to take Verratti. Verratti of Paris Saint-Germain. Of Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah. Ben, who are you going to swap David De Gea for? Well, obviously, Mbappe, I would... You're going to have to give money, though, as well, right? For the, It's not a straight swap. Yeah, it's going to be, I reckon, whatever the value of De Gea would be, maybe 50, 60 million. You probably have to stick another 60 million on top of it or 40, 50 million on that. Um, if it was Madrid, obviously Varane, I would go for... Um, I think you could do a straight swap for David De Gea for, for Varane. Straight swap, no cash involved. I yeah. Do that. Let's just, hope, you, let's just hope the fax machine's working this time. Exactly, right? <laughs> and then I think with PSG, I think he'll end up going PSG. Herrera's there, kind of makes sense. There's money. Then, you know what? Let's get involved with Mbappe. Let's get involved. There's 100 million plus David De Gea. Right, we've sold that one. Um, you can go, Anthony Martial can go in part exchange. Where can he go? Can he go to Barcelona? Let's say he can go to, they're, they're broke, Barcelona. New mm. manager. Might need a new centre forward. Anthony Martial, who are you going to swap him for if he goes to Barcelona? Ooh, uh, Griezmann. Oh, he's probably Griezmann. A old. He's, he's, he's a few years older than him, but Griezmann, I've always liked. He'd fit in nicely at United. What about Frankie de Jong? Is your midfielder you need and want who can pass it? Who would you have him? What, you, as, the, as, the, as the anchor for, uh, for Pogba? Yeah. As, yeah. The, you know, as the carrot like passer. Well, we've got that carry-like passer in in Donny or Pogba. I think you need a holding midfielder to get in with that. All right, then. Well, Martial could go in a swap to Dortmund. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> now you're talking. I would I would take... It's easy, this, isn't it? It's easy. Why does it take so it's, long? It's interesting, Chris, actually. I mean, you mentioned Sancho. Sancho's the one which there was a lot of... There's been a lot of talk about that, hasn't there, over the last two windows. And and that talk seems to have sort of dissipated a little bit. Is is that because of um I, just other 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 players have come into into I, the interview, or is it because you think we don't with the wide issue is not such an issue anymore? I do think the wide issue is an issue. Um I think it still is, especially when teams are defending deep against us. Um, Sancho didn't have a good start to the season. He's been great the last three months. Looks like he's out for a month. I think they thought the price was too high for what they really need. They're going to prioritise. If we've got 100 million spending cash and we don't know what's happening to Pogba, right? Is that going to give us more money and not? How do we replace him? I think they probably will be getting a top class centre forward in the summer, which means Sancho is further down the list. Now, if there's a deal to be done for Sancho with some kind of swap, that's, you know, when it could could be a real live thing. I think we do need a Sancho, a proper right winger. I think Dan James has been fantastic this past month in loads of great qualities, which shows he could do a job in 20 games, 25 games a season. But at that top level of having that final third quality in decision-making, then that's where Dan James is, is lacking, I think, which is what Sancho excels at. And for me, it's still an issue. For me, I think he's... And I want a, proper, I want a right-footed right winger. I don't want an inverted one. Yeah. We've got that with Greenwood, so because I think he's shaping up to be more of a a winger than he a, a winger forward than he is a centre forward. So there's a lot of issues. I mean, Ben's talked about the midfield before. I've got another swap for you, Ben. I know um, Jesse Lingard. 
for Declan De- Rice. The Declan Rice. How's that one for you? Well, Moyes came out this morning saying Declan Rice is worth 100 million plus. If you look at all these, uh, the, the foreign influx of players that are substandard, um, he's worth 100 million plus. Obviously, that's nonsense. I know that because we talked about this a lot. Declan Rice next to a Pogba. Declan Rice is possibly the best foil for a ball-playing midfielder um, with, with McTominay as a, as, a, as a backup. Would they take Fred as a uh, Fred Lingard? I, I don't. I've got to say this. Like I, I think of all the things we've spoken about here. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think I think Rice is a decent player, but is he that much better, for example, than McTominay? I, I, I just don't. I, I don't I, think he is. I don't think he's that much better than McTominay. I do think McTominay's getting better, and he's progressing the right way. And I think Declan Rice is getting better. I, I think. Declan Rice's passing this year has come on leaps and bounds. Um, and I think, you know, if there's a deal to be made, it's not a terrible deal that if Lingard prices, say, 30 million, and, you know, we, we value Rice at 60, you're getting Rice for 30, that's a good deal. But I think, Chris, they won't, I don't think, you, I don't think Rice would be 60 because it's, it's, you've got a United tax and an England player tax. That's that, true. I, that I think I think that yeah. Ben's Ben's probably called it when he says about Moyes, whatever they sell him for, if ever any player goes in part exchange, I think that you're probably talking a hundred. It's is there is there anybody we can give in part exchange to get Harry Kane out of Tottenham? Ooh, Martial. He's not going to go back to Mourinho, is he? Well, no. you're assuming Mourinho will last that much longer at Tottenham. Well, they've you know they've, they've started scoring goals again. I know, but Mourinho never lasts more than two years at any club. I would have said De Gea, maybe, because Gloris isn't up to it. He could go back to Paris. You know, I mean, Harry Kane, I think, for me, he's footballer of the year this year. You know, that's so... That goal he scored yesterday, the long-range one he scored yesterday. Was well, so- I actually scored one like that in 1997 <laughs> that in a tournament in LA. It was a tournament in LA, quarter-final, but I did it with my left foot, top corner. I mean, it, it was it was it was incredible the way I, I whipped can, it. I can I can see it now, Chris. Just the 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 LA haze, you know, a bit of touch of smog. It was ninety degrees. I mean, yeah. the, you know, the reason I really remember that goal, even though it was further out than Harry Kane's, the reason I remember it is because it was so hot. I couldn't walk for a week. Right? I was so stiff afterwards. I was waddling down the corridors of the Los Angeles Times. <laughs> for, for far too far too long. Fortunately, I recovered my gait by the time I went to see Friends being recorded at Burbank Studios because that would have been mortifying if Jennifer Aniston had even caught a glimpse of that. <laughs> right? <laughs> mortifying. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up soon because we're going to talk about um, with some predictions finally for this week's games. We've got AC Milan at home in the Europa League on Thursday night. Ben, how do we see that one going? Is the Europa League important still? It's more important now than it than it has been because the momentum. We're at home. Are we going to be able to play that counter-attacking game against a quite defensive AC Milan? I think it's going to be tight. And I think it's going to be like 1-0 or something to United. Dan, are you expecting a close one as well? Um, I, the, well, the, the, the first legs of the um, Europa League game so far have been pretty open, haven't they? It's sort of like, I think there's a sort of there's this strange attitude of it's kind of because it's not quite the Champions League. People play with a little bit more 
openness about it. And I think that psychologically, that feeling of this isn't really our main way of trying to get into the Champions League because that's through the league, but this is our kind of joker. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've, I think that the, they've been really enjoyable, the game. Obviously, not the, the second leg at Sociedad was a bit dull, but that was that was probably to be expected. But I'm looking forward to it because they just seem to be really open games. And it's just nice to see... Um, it's nice to see AC Milan again, which who we haven't played probably since Beckham. Was it when Beckham came? Yeah, Beckham came Beckham? back. I went to, I went to that about 2012 ish. 2012, 2013. Yeah, and we went 4 0, didn't we? Yeah, I think we were. We were AC Milan were already on the decline then, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're still a great name and it feels like a Champions League game. Um, Dallo will come back because he's eligible to play and he's been playing in the Europa League for them. He hasn't been playing that much in Serie A. I think it'll be a tough one because of how we rotate and get the right balance of rotation ahead of what I think really is a priority to claim second place with West Ham on Sunday night. Um, of course, are in good form. Um, Lingard won't be eligible to play against us, which might uh, might be a good thing. Ben, um, West Ham at Old Trafford next Sunday night? Again, it's Old Trafford. Moyes has got a point to prove. We will be helped by the fact that Lingard won't play. But I think I, for some reason, I've got a two-wall draw. In my head, two-two draw, really? Because they really are. They're, they're doing all right at the moment, um, for, and for all those aforementioned reasons, yeah, I can't get past two-two all. Dan, are you are you as down as Ben on that on get, playing West Ham at home? We've had a good time in the FA Cup against them. We found it very difficult to break them down. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for a victory, and. Um, I'm going to go for another clean sheet. That's my uh, that's my prediction. I'm going to I'm going to say I'm not sure we'll get a clean sheet in the, in the week because I think that with with team changes there might might be a bit more of an open game. Might see a few goals. I think we'll beat Milan, but there'll be be a few goals in it. Hopefully, because who who doesn't want to see goals? But I think we're going to beat West Ham with a clean sheet. Two 0 I'm saying. I tell you, doesn't want to see goals. VAR. They don't want to see goals. That's a conversation for another day. I hope it isn't that we don't have to discuss it. Um, with an incident with United. It's, it's nice we haven't had to talk about it today. It, we'll, so let's leave it right there. Ben, Dan, thank you as always. Listeners, dear listeners, please rejoice this week. Go to your coffee shops, your pubs, your offices and your factories and boast about beating Manchester City. Oh, no, wait, we can't do that yet. Instead, text, send a meme, harass those blue noses because we should enjoy this moment and this week. Until the next time, my name's Chris Curley. This is Manchester United Redcast. Come on, you Reds. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.